A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Back to life, back to reality, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Manchester City was superb and Arsenal are back on the wagon. It's Monday, 4th of January. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete the Hitman Hartlepool. Happy New Year, one and all. It's Happy the Football New Year. Etc. <laughs> Good to see you, laddos. Yeah, it's great, great to be back. Yes, we've left 2020 behind yes. and all its problems, and now yeah. we don't have any of those problems. Everything's fine. Everything's normal. We can that... all go around doing whatever we like. French kissing. <laughs> yep. Oh, don't start that again. Don't start that again. For crying out loud, Peter Donaldson. <laughs> uh... I tell you what, lads, there was a lot of action on the weekend. So, so much. much. Too much action. Yeah. Wouldn't get it in my head. What would you rather didn't happen? <laughs> you said there was too much action. <laughs> I'd like the Newcastle United performance struck from the record, please, if that's okay. Okay. That's every weekend. That's though. every weekend, though. Yes, it is. It is indeed. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd like to start with, with Manchester City, the sleeping giant. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they would, are they going to win the league? They were absolutely superb at uh, Stamford mm. Bridge. I know much has been made about Chelsea's uh, shortcomings or Frank Lampard's shortcomings, perhaps, but. When Manchester City play like that, oh my goodness. Yeah, they really were back at their best, weren't they? Oh, they and there's, were. there's not really much you can do about it mm-hmm. like when they're on that sort of form. Like obviously in the in the first half they were brilliant, they scored three times and uh really, really dominant. But for me, the, the second half was just as impressive. It's like, <laughs> well, you know, let's not exert ourselves too much, but let's uh, let's make sure Chelsea don't score by not letting them have the ball at any <laughs> single point. <laughs> it's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, what did you think, though? The, the more sort of Manchester City get... So is there a correlation, perhaps? Because the more the intensity 
is raised with Manchester City's performance on the pitch, the more relaxed Pep Guardiola's fashion <laughs> seems to be getting. Yeah. Is he being disrespectful to the Premier League and the nation of Britain with his sartorial choices, Peter? He's going to be wearing a bin bag soon, isn't he? <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. But Man City started really slow, I thought, and sort of sucked Chelsea in a little bit. And they mm. thought, oh, we're up, for the, we're up for the cup, lads! And then they went, ha-ha, we're not really. We're going to absolutely bum you. Lovely yeah. old job. I, I mean, you know... Going to bum them. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did bum them. They did bum them. Yeah, and they were up for the cup as well. They were up yeah. for the cup. I haven't heard that you never hear that anymore these days, do you? <laughs> like when you used to have a caption of a footballer doing a knee slide celebration and the caption would always say, knee Easy does it. Yeah, so maybe oh, you just incredible. don't read tabloids anymore. I'm sure those yeah, things yeah. are still there. Let's bring them back, Jim. Mm. No, they haven't gone anywhere, sadly, Marcus. Uh, they are still ruining society. Yes. Um, but Phil Foden um, obviously oh, yeah. gets a lot of praise. But one of the things I really love about him is how good he is when he's not necessarily facing the direction he's playing in. His mm. goal was a great example of yeah. that. He's just—he's <laughs> like—it's like he's like. Like his spine is 360. Like he can swivel in any direction. He's an incredible player. Well, I think that someone once described, I think it was Adam Lallana in his heyday, um, as uh, Lallana won't be pleased to hear me say in his heyday, but you know what I mean? He was, uh, he was obviously he's playing for Brighton now, but when he was kind of in the thick of it at Liverpool, and they said he's a wonderful 360 degree footballer. Mm. And I think that Foden, who, you know, you would say has. Uh, more potential to go on and be, be a better player than the Lana was. Um, not compa- that, the comparisons of the two end there. It was just a, a description I remember. And that's it. I think what you're saying there, Jim, is that Phil Foden, he is that 360 degree football. He seems to be aware of everything that, yeah. that, that's going on. And we saw this many times with the number of players that Guardiola has produced or, or brought through at Barcelona and whatnot. And we, and we had big hopes for Foden. We used to say, well, bloody play him. Yeah. But if, if it goes right for Foden, which every time we see him, it seems to be doing, that, that very patient um, uh, approach that, that Guardiola had. And to be fair to Foden, he had to be patient as well. You know, mm, he could have yeah. gone off and it has worked for people like Sancho being one of them. You know, some mm. some some people do, do need to go. But if it does work, he has to take immense credit um, because he's getting performances out of him every time he, he, he plays, you know, which is, which is quite wonderful. Um, uh, I mean... Pep Guardiola, he also said that uh, we played like we did two seasons ago. He was absolutely purring, yeah. was old Pep. <laughs> but and with a slightly right. better defence, you would probably argue, no? Yeah, well, mate, I mean... Uh, I think I, two seasons ago, though, was that their... That was, a, that was a hundred point season, wasn't it? I mean, he's yeah. talking about when they, you know, won the domestic treble yeah. and all, all that kind of stuff, and they were very, very dominant. But they did; they 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 looked absolutely brilliant. But what's going wrong with Chelsea, Peter? What's <laughs> going wrong there? As Peter Drury on Com said, the lamp in Lampard has gone off. Now the Stamford Bridge <laughs> is in darkness. Oh dear. Yeah, Lord he's a dear. fine man, Peter Drury. <laughs> okay, yeah, why, we why all make mistakes. That, we all make mistakes. <laughs> yeah. I think fundamentally, this is a project for for, for Chelsea. They don't want to be that club <laughs> now. Say for Frank Lampard. For Frank Lampard. <laughs> well, this is a project yeah. for Frank Lampard. It's like an airfix kit, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I'm everything's just, in, I'm just doing me projects. I love but it's in reverse. He's kind of dismantling everything. <laughs> <laughs> He's dismantling the plane. Um, but I mean, this is supposed to be a long-term plan for for Chelsea. Abramovich. Um, they kind of made it clear that they didn't want to kind of be mm. hiring and firing uh, managers all of the time because mm. it seems to be uh, the more popular clubs maintain a relationship with their manager for yes. longer than six yes, months. Yes, yes. But I mean, they, they've signed a lot of players and they put like five or six yeah. players in, in 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 one side. Mm. That is going to ruffle a few pe- feathers uh, in the squad anyway mm-hmm. uh, and B Lampard has to accommodate all these people and it, it, to be honest there's players like Aspilicueta and and, and, and and Conte who, who just look really slow at the moment oh, Kante, what really, was that about it's sad isn't it like, <laughs> when you see Raheem Sterling I mean Raheem Sterling is of 
obviously one of the quickest players in the mm. league. So it's not exactly, you know, yeah, it's not like Lewis Dunk running away from him. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, no disrespect to Dunk, of course. <laughs> Scored a lovely goal. But, um, uh, but yes, it, it was strange to see, mm. see N'Golo getting done like that. But then you defend but, like that. I mean, it's odd to see any team be so open at mm. the back. Kante just doesn't look like the player that we we've we fell in love with, does he? Unfortunately, mm. he just looks very, very average. Perhaps it's the system he's playing. He he's almost looks like a poor got, man Sissoko at the moment. He, do you think he's finally got tired? Like, <laughs> Maybe all the it, running, yeah. he's kind of like... Oh yeah, this isn't normal. This is what it feels like, yeah. <laughs> like Wolverine. You know, yeah, he went to sleep once, and he's not <laughs> been able to get back to that level. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I just don't understand why they've given this project that this long-term project that requires mm. a lot of moving parts to a manager who had one good season of the championship. His dissertation, Lucas said he's Tim Sherwood with A levels. Perhaps this is his dissertation, <laughs> and it's going absolutely terribly. Yes, yeah, so I, I think I, Luke did quickly put put that on our uh, Ramble WhatsApp group, didn't he? Just put A levels. He did, he did. <laughs> I think us all. There's an argument as well that perhaps Chelsea have maybe been too impatient. They wanted Lampard because of his history with the club, but they, they thought one season at Derby was maybe mm. enough. And like this, I mean, this could set his career back massively, obviously, if he does get fired. And there's yeah. talk that they're already looking at lining mm. up replacements. And you know how Chelsea operate when that, yeah. when that talk Give starts to happen. Give him a box of fags to, to chew on, come yeah. on. <laughs> but it's, all, it's a shame because there's talk that within the dressing room, sort of, you know, there's... You know, factions and whatnot, and it's all kind of maybe a little bit of an unhappy camp, and probably because, as you've alluded to, so many players coming but, in for but, big but, money but as well. Also, but after every match, Frank yeah. Lampard seems to be slating his yeah, team. Yeah. Like saying, they're not working hard enough. Yeah. They're not. They're not playing yeah. for me, and so, like they're not playing for the team. It's just like. That's your f- job, mate. Oh, How many yeah. times do managers come out and 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 have three or four matches where they slate the players for their work workload and, mm, yeah. and how much how much of their, their, the front three uh, at the weekend just mm. weren't working. They weren't. They, they weren't working back at they, all, which which put so much more pressure mm. on the midfield and and, yeah. and they got overrun. And they they weren't getting a sniff, were they? Mm. I think perhaps perhaps you're right. Perhaps part of that is because they weren't coming back in to help themselves. But I feel like. I do have sympathy for Lampard because obviously when City are like that, it's very, very difficult. But it does show you that the gap between them is massive. Yeah. I feel like a lot of these games this season between you know the, the, the so-called top six mm-hmm. feel like less of an event than they have in mm. the past. Like Chelsea versus Man City... Even last season would have been like, okay, this is going to be this is going to be a barn burner. This is going to be great, and it was a really really good game. Mm. Perhaps I don't know. It's the fatigue of there not being fans mm. and the hype around games not being as big, but it doesn't feel like as much of an event to me. But um, well, that's the whole league. Can't, well, yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. But you know, like Lampard can't really be criticised for Timo Werner taking a corner and kicking the corner flag instead. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? Sure, but, like, I, this... but I think the comments that, that Pete sort of brought up there that Lampard said is when he started doing it, I remember just thinking to myself, careful. Careful, Frankie, because no player likes that. And he seemed to be doing it quite quickly. Mm. And it seemed to be a little bit unjustified. And now he seems to be doing that quite a lot. I mean, to be fair to, to Lampard, I mean, if you look at the sides that, that are above them, they are, they are sides managed by Klopp, Rogers, um, Mourinho, Guardiola, Ancelotti. And I will put Rogers in there, experienced manager. Who, you will repeatedly put him in there. Absolutely. <laughs> he's put himself in he's there. He's put himself in there. He's, in the part, of, he's part of the conversation. Part of the conversation. <laughs> you can't deny that. Um, and obviously, Dean Smith's Aston Villa in there, but I mean, they've that's been a surprise and they've been phenomenal this season. You know, mm. one of the most enjoyable sides to watch, you would say, uh, so far in this uh, campaign. So, you know, he is up against some very seasoned operators and, and mm. winners. He is, but he uh, is the Ole manager of Chelsea, isn't Ole he? Ole is also in there as well. Yeah. But 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 this is but this is the point I'd like to make though is that look at Solskjaer how many times over the last year and a half and it will continue to go on in their mm. second you know with Chelsea 
They win. They, look at Arsenal now. We'll come on to them in a sec. The feeling has suddenly changed yeah. after three games. Mm. If Chelsea lose their next three games, you would say he was in trouble. It depends on on how generous Abramovich is feeling. You know, they finished fourth last season. They're still in the Champions League. They got the FA Cup final last season. So there's some mm. more positive things. But if he feels like he has lost the dressing room and it's going south, well, Chelsea, we know, like to kind of switch things around. It's fair to say he yeah. spent less money and got better results. Who's that? Abramovich. Yes. Uh, yes. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, well, it's the, they're spending over, well over £200 million. But But if they if they win the next three games, which is yeah. a big if, of course, then suddenly things look a bit rosy. This season they're is not particularly... Far off, are they? No. Well, yeah. uh, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because for anyone coming into that job, if let's skip ahead and you know look at an, an eventuality where Frank Lampard is given the boot and someone else comes in. I mean, that, that squad's amazing. Mm-hmm. It looks... Balanced as well. Yeah. It's like it's unusual, really, that that it's kind of misfiring in the way. It's perhaps it's one of those things in in this this difficult scenario where we've had a truncated mm-hmm. season or preseason rather. And I think he, he's repeatedly made the point that Kai Havertz had something like five or six days of, of a preseason with Chelsea, and obviously him and Werner not firing is, is surprising mm-hmm. given the quality and the records of both players. Um, and I, obviously, as you say, Marcus is up up to Lampard to get the best out of them, but like. You just wonder, like, if he can't get those players to click, is he of the elite level that a team like Chelsea need? Sure. Well, yeah. Kai Arvets is getting on now, isn't he? <laughs> those I mean, old bones. I mean, Lampard himself, <laughs> the comments he's coming out with with regards to his position, he's concerned. Mm. You know, he said things like, I don't know what the board is thinking right now about me, in the same way I didn't know what they were thinking when they when there was talk about offering me a contract extension only a month ago. <laughs> he's, he's definitely harking back to better days. Yes. I, I played here a lot, and, you know, I know what the pressure, you know, mm-hmm. what the pressure is here. Here at Stamford Bridge, so it is like, yeah. but it's difficult him for him. <laughs> but it is difficult for him, and and one does feel on a sort of human level. Do you see what he yeah. said about uh, about the Middlesbrough match? You see that? On, what he that said, one? Uh, I days like this when I lifted a tro- <laughs> I days like this and I lifted a trophy at the end. I lost to Middlesbrough three 0 with Viduka and Yakubu up front. Oh, is that, is that a dig? Because that sounds is like it, an absolute it? nightmare to defending it to me. <laughs> no, uh, if you big, got, if, strong, powerful footballers like it, Mark Viduka. Yeah, bloody, but if, uh, if, if you've got Cuba. pace though in your back line, just play a high line against <laughs> those two, you'll be fine. I'm, I'd, look, he's, he's, if he's not very careful, he might wake up the lead social media team having a go. Yeah. Well, God, was he Yorkshireman? That's very. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Before we move on, I'd just like to say one more thing about the matches. Quite enjoyable to see a goalkeeper pick up a back pass. Yes, yeah. first thing he did. <laughs> it's brilliant. Poor old Zach Stefan in goal, Sheriff USA International. Stefan's in goal. It's a bit of season for that, and it foul throws, yeah. picking up back Glorious. passes. And we should mention, actually, Manchester City with a number of first team regulars out, and they put in that performance. Mm, yeah, they did. And I know uh, Stefan didn't get a clean sheet. Uh, much to his annoyance, I'm well, Chelsea sure. won the second half, which is something to build on. That is something to build on, Jimmy. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I was a little look at Zach's uh, uh, previous club. He used to play for a team called Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Nice. I like which it. It's lovely. Mm. Can I just offer a little bit of advice to Frank Lampard? Right. Go on. Um, if I was in this situation, I would just pretend Mendy is injured, put Kepa back in. There you go. You're not the story anymore. <laughs> that, Anything yeah. that goes wrong, that not is, your fault. That is a good point. Um, you jumped in there, Jim. I just wanted to say Pittsburgh Riverhounds are owned by Tuffy Schallenberger. Tuffy Schallenberger. I have a theory that the in America... The of the Hudson. <laughs> can you... If you're an American child, do get in touch. Do you get to like three years old and do your parents sit you down and go, right, if you want, you, you can choose, choose a new choose name. name. You can either <laughs> stick with the name you've got now or you choose a new one. It's very From random. I shall be Tuffy Schallenberger. <laughs> you're absolutely sure about that? Yeah. Uh, toughy guy, eh? <laughs> uh, very enjoyable. Right, yeah. uh, let's move on to Arsenal against West Brom. Um... 
Well, oh, well, big room. Jim Campbell. Oh, it was Jim Campbell. Nice, it was a Bella. four-nil win for the Arsenal, shellacking. and it was against Sam Allardyce, and it was in the snow. <laughs> it was brilliant. What more did you want for a game? Another goal. <laughs> I'd trade it all for a 5-0 win. <laughs> uh, that yeah. second goal, I mean, Tini's goal was great, of course, yeah. with his weaker foot as well. That um, second goal was a thing of beauty. It was great. It was, it was like watching like, like one of Wenger's sides. Well, it was like was that Jack Wilshire thing. goal, remember, with the intricate... I was there of, for that game. Yeah. It, was, it was beautiful, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, was, it was such a... Uh, such a relief to be, to see Arsenal play like that and to see them win convincingly as well um, because obviously three wins in a row it tells a very different story from what mm. we were talking about before I am still I'm still going to be very interested to see what happens to this Arsenal team when they next concede first because mm-hmm. I think that's right. more of a challenge because obviously this West Brom team they are struggling and clearly whatever whatever they're doing on the training ground it hasn't settled yet I have mm. absolutely no doubt that they're not going to keep losing games like yeah. by four and five that, I mean, but, the, the point it's against Liverpool seems exactly, odd by the week it really does it? yeah but that's the blueprint isn't yeah. it and evidently it's not it's not working for them I think they just sat off Arsenal too much mm-hmm. weirdly despite the cliches about you know you know, wet, windy, snowy nights mm-hmm. north of Watford. <laughs> Arsenal seemed more comfortable in the conditions. And yeah. Uh, I, yeah, indeed. Um, Third I, goal, anyone? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! How many goes you want? At it? it would have been a bloody good finish into the corner. Yeah. Well, Send the, it back where it was. Was in the own goal. It, if it, was, it would have been an own goal. Yeah, like a training drill. Poor oh, Nakas goal. I did like that the, because obviously the, the ground staff only had fifteen minutes to clear the pitch. They right. just did the boxes in the centre yeah, circle yeah, yeah. Or, or the lines, yes. and it. Gave the pitch a sort of Mario Kart feel. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like different yeah. areas, different yeah. kind of textures. I should say so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, obviously in that third goal, um, Smith Rowe nearly scored. Mm. Uh, he, he piled it into one of the defenders. So maybe an assist, I don't know. Um, but did you see uh, Mesut Ersel saying on uh, Twitter, team looks good with the number 10 like Emil Smith, Emil Smith Rowe, the difference maker. Yeah, was he, was it actually him though? I think <laughs> yeah. people keep getting tricked by fake Mesut Ersel. Is that right? Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't checked. It could well Probably be. Probably was him. Yeah, Very yeah. shippy. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Um, one question I have, though, and I'm questioning the Premier League here, where was the orange ball? Yeah, I wondered that. We had that. a yellow one. I mean, that's all right, isn't it? I yeah. Uh, I'd, 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 I know it essentially serves the same purpose, yeah, but, but I'm with Marcus Arsenal on Arsenal kit had a tinge, didn't what it? So Pete... you, didn't, you didn't want to get, if you've got a VAR decision or a rather a, a goal line uh, decision, um, I guess the automatic cameras have to work with contrast mm. and they don't want to be messing about with a ball that's a similar colour to the shirt, maybe. I see what you mean. What if, though, that people... What if some of the players did lots of wheeze on the pitch and the snow went yellow? True. Yellow well, ball's look, not going to... Okay. If, if one of the defenders whips out his wanger and starts pissing in the goal, yeah. yes. I, I, I think the, I think the, the goal line <laughs> technology may be confused uh, while the screaming maniac of a player's <laughs> dragged off the pitch, mm. <laughs> pissing everywhere. Yeah, Pete, you sent a, a, a WhatsApp... Uh, sent a video to Jim, a is yeah, It's about a man being arrested, but it's, like vert- oh, vertically weeing out of his God. trousers somehow. Maybe it's, the players could all start doing that to man, confuse. We were talking about, we'll get on to why we were talking about the thing in, in, later in the show, but we were talking about <laughs> a man wearing jeans with his willy tucked over the, like, tucked uh-huh. over the, the, the waistband of the, the jeans. Yeah. And a man in, in, in London, I think, was getting arrested mm-hmm. uh, and he was drunk or on drugs or something. He was having a lovely time. Um, <laughs> But he That's was, a lovely time. But yeah. he was uh, he, he was arms behind his back, uh, manacled. Uh, he, had, he had the old uh, he had the old manacles on, and uh, he was telling everyone that he was going to uh, that he was go- his family was going to get him. Yeah, <laughs> really. While well, all the while pissing 
vertically into yeah. his own chest. Un- seemingly unaware, unaware of it. Even. That like, he was clearly doing he'd it. done it before mm. because he was so good at it. <laughs> yeah. He had his shirt off, so yeah. he knew where was the it, piss was going. Was it the guy was it the Australian guy? Get your hands off my penis. Yeah. Yeah. It's his latest Get stunt. Get your hands yeah. off my penis. <laughs> Anyway, we're going down a penisy rabbit hole Let's now. Let's get away from people doing things like well, that. Well, apparently Emma Smith Raw is the reason why um, Arsenal aren't going to be going in for Pisco this summer. <laughs> <laughs> this January. Oh, the piss gates are open, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, Sam Allardyce. Uh, was, oh, yeah, let's not forget him. <laughs> <laughs> he said it would kill me to be relegated and lose his record of never having been relegated. Apart from that time that he was. In the Premier League. Um, yes, he was also uh, moaning about Brexit because the rules have changed and it's foiled three of his potential transfers. Well, look, if you're that kind of team that are looking to sign bargain basement players... Yeah. Are, it is difficult. fit outside. Look, yeah. Players like Timo Puki wouldn't have got a place in, in, in the Premier League, wouldn't have got his, his work permit. Would he not have been nation, an international? Because his national no. team are outside the 50, oh, 50. Of course, and yes, Bronby yes. Aren't, aren't in a top-flight yeah, league. Yeah, so yeah. it would make it very difficult These, for players the, like that to the, come through. Yeah, it's early signs. I mean, only to, sign an, to, to sign a non-international from indeed. outside the, the, yeah, the league really, really difficult. Top it is yeah. like, it's I mean, really difficult. I think there will be networks in place eventually where players can go and play a short period in another league somewhere, but mm-hmm. they're yet to be established, aren't mm-hmm. they? Because we're a few days into the year. But yeah, it is going to be difficult for them. And I'm really interested in what happens next with West Brom because part of the reason that Slavin Bilic clashed with the, the owners was that mm-hmm. um, he wasn't given funds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Presumably... Big Sam will have taken that job mm. with the promise that there'll be funds for him to bring in players that suit the style that he wants to play. Yeah, but and I, I, I agree with you, Jim, but you know what it's like. They're thinking, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 just come in and we'll sort it out and he'll go, we'll make sure and I'll come in. And mm. they're just thinking if he comes in, we've got a, we've got a much better chance of staying up yeah. and we'll work it out as yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is, he's one of the favourites to be the next manager sacked yeah. already. I'd, I'd be surprised if they pulled a trigger that early. A lot of people are saying that. But also, like, it's funny the narrative around him. Because I think it's actually, in a sense, a little bit unfair on him at the moment. Because before the game, a lot of people were saying, oh, how are Arsenal going to do against this sort of tough physical team? It's like, you're only saying that because yeah. he's their manager. Yeah, like, yeah. No one would have described West Brom like that before, mm. you know, when, when Bilic was there. Because they weren't playing in that style. And they're not really playing in that style now. It's just mm. this perception of Allardyce. It's, it's, it's going to take a little bit of time. But you would say that uh, in the situation that West Brom are in at the moment, um, uh, a big Sam in the dugout will improve them. Of course to, he will. Yeah. Would say. I, I did mention before, um, I wonder when he's going to try and sign Andy Carroll. <laughs> and now Andy Carroll's scoring, Peter. Hello. Oi, oi. Little Benton Teke. Oh, what a finish. <laughs> it was, I love that. It was through a sea of players, but look. Great I, goal. Oh, I love the way he trotted off as if, ah, oh, just another one to the yeah, tally. I'm annoyed, the that, circle. I'm annoyed you don't get a point for that. <laughs> I think there should be like a set of things. You know how on Untitled Goose Game there's a there's a group of secret like oh, tasks yeah, secret you can things. unlock. Yeah, yeah. Still the Premier League should have yeah. some of those. Yeah, Andy exactly, Carroll yeah. scoring a goal should be point to Newcastle <laughs> or whatever team he plays for. He's, he's been so close to scoring some very decent goals since he returned to. He's the been Premier League so in close to scoring some. I know. I know. Everyone takes a piss out of decent. us for that, but I, I enjoy the chaos that a healthy, uh, of course, fits Andy Carroll. The one yeah. game the season that you get where he's fit. There you go. Uh, that you get from Andy Carroll. Yeah, be like that on a football pitch or in a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> I told you though, I, 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 I told you that the clothes all the nightclubs. That's what why we got that good game. I, was, I, was, I, I told you. I told you. 
Outrageous. Um, yeah, I did. Talking of the chaos factor, I, lo- I love uh, what both managers said. Brendan Rogers says, and he comes into the game and he's a threat. They get the goal and then it becomes a war in the last 10 yeah. minutes. Come on. He, he's almost rubbing his hands with glee at the idea I of was. it. He sounds like us. Sounds like yeah. a fan. Well, Steve Bruce said, Andy certainly brought us to life and we went a bit more direct into him. He's given me food for thought. I say this with love. Steve Bruce is full of the most amount of shit you have ever. This season, <laughs> he has ramped his bullshit up. Something chronic. The man's ill. By the way, if, if people think the Premier League is the best league in the in the world, okay? Steve Bruce should not be in it. Newcastle United have got 19 points. From, uh, it's just, and, 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 just and lurching. Newcastle United, after, lurching after, over the line. after 16 games, have 19 points, which is eight points above the relegation zone, and they have not tried to earn any of those points. Uh, just, <laughs> they're not, I don't know what they are. Absolute dog pops. Everyone's... <laughs> The narrative around them now is that they're too reliant on Callum Wilson's goals, which is better from last <laughs> week. Now it was like they don't score any goals. Jim, now they're reliant on Andy Carroll's goal. That's how it's changed. That's the narrative. Yeah. I've, I, it, look, yeah. Oh, I'm, I just uh, when ESM gets back, uh, yeah, there's long COVID. I suppose everything's going to change. You didn't use him properly when 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 he was fit, so. Dick Peter, I'm I'm gonna, just, I just can't be asked. Peter, I've got better news for Hello. you though. Is a, is a brand new Ramble Meets out today. Oh, hello. And if that's not exciting enough, we welcome a new face to the Ramble fold as well. Mark Bloody Pugach. <gasps> wow. Yes, that guy. The Pugach. guy on the telly. Uh, he sits down with the one and only Stuart Pearce. They talk about Pearce's relationship with Clough and Robson and his days, uh, his England days, including Euro 96, of course. Uh, and <laughs> there is the most incredible story of how Brian Clough tapped up Stuart Pearce midway through a game for Coventry City against Forest. It's well <laughs> worth a listen to that, everybody. So head over to Football Ramble, Present, uh, Football Ramble Presents and hit subscribe while you're there. Right, let's have a quick break. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Ramble. I'm Martin Keown, and you're listening to Football Ramble. Yeah, maybe just one small bit of the Football Ramble. That'd be right. Hi. I'm Martin Keown, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. I'm Martin Keown. Keown. Thanks, Martin. Welcome back mm. to the Football Ramble, everybody. Right, Betway 4 to score update. Let's see how we got on in Betway's 4 to score this weekend. Entry to Betway's 4 to score is free each week. Pick the first goal scorer in Betway's 4 selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. Game 1, Brighton versus Wolves on Saturday. I picked Ruben Nevj. It was, of course, Aaron Connolly. Nevj did score a penalty, but it wasn't the first goal of the game. Game 2, West Brom versus Arsenal. Jim, you picked Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Of course, it was Kieran Tierney. Mm. Uh, game three, Burnley versus Fulham. Luke picked no goal scorer. I mean, in one sense, he was correct, but of course, there was no game, so doesn't count. Mm. And game four, Newcastle versus uh, Leicester. Jules picked Jamie Vardy. It was, of course, James Madison. We'll be back with another round of Betway's four to score on the preview show this week. Right, let's hit this button. Charlie Sammons has been in touch and he says the name that haunts me isn't obscure in the slightest, but rather it's odd delivery. Um, so this is obviously talking about footballers' names that haunt you for some slash no reason. You started this. <laughs> I did start this. I didn't. I, I was haunted by uh, Johan Bash's name in in the night. And that's how this started. <laughs> in the night. I was. Uh, so Charlie goes on. My brother and I played FIFA, rode to World Cup 98 until the symbols on our controllers wore off. We also took it in turns to play as England, which meant that meant our old mate waistcoat Gareth Southgate <laughs> was on the pitch for every single game I don't know if this was common but our game had a glitch that meant that every time he got the ball or took a throw in or whatever the commentator would say or shout Gareth South Southgate with about oh, a two no. or three second pause in the middle I hear the wooden glitchy commentary every time I hear the name delivered which as you can imagine is all the fucking time <laughs> that would a, haunt me as well yeah but at least though if it, I understand it's not the name or the man per se it's, it's obviously that glitch in the commentary but it would remind you of Gareth Southgate regularly mm. worst things to be reminded of yeah absolutely I remember in FIFA 2004 um, or whatever you know, number it was. Well, mm-hmm. It was years, isn't it? So it's two thousand and four. They didn't have Edu's name. They didn't animate Edu properly, mm-hmm. and they didn't have his name. So there would just be a pause, and it would say Gaspar, and it just it just <laughs> felt like. I mean, Edu wasn't nobody. That felt no. like a disrespect on him, on the man's name. <laughs> Or not even his name. Yeah, true enough. Road to World Cup was a, a great title because it was released in Japan with, uh, under the um, company Electronic Arts Victor. One of the few titles that did get released out in Japan for, uh, under that under that title. Mm. But Victor was JVC and I think uh, uh, Kenwood. They got together. And mm-hmm. they got they together. Were, they got together and produced. And they had a baby yeah. with Electronic Arts uh-huh. and they made Electronic Arts Victor. Oh, there you are, you see. Odd. Uh-huh. Almost makes sense. Five years. Almost, almost, almost makes sense. Makes sense. Almost <laughs> sense. <laughs> Jamie Everton's been in touch. Uh, following on from our chat about double headers, oh, yes. uh, Jamie says, I have a little double header story from my Sunday league playing days that always makes me smile when I get reminded of it. Towards the end of the first game, slash half, we had our striker sent off for one of those footballers' headbutts where all they do is touch heads. Mm. Second half starts and our striker lines up for game two, then it all kicks off with the managers in discussion about how to play this. The opposition refused to play with our striker playing or against 11 men. We say we should have at least 11 for game two. Mm. This carries on for 10 minutes and the referee eventually has enough and calls the game off. <laughs> 
<laughs> the player sent off was also the manager's son. Oh. So undoubtedly, if anyone else was red carded, we probably would have played on with another man or ten men. We then had to have another doubleheader a few weeks later. Uh, oh, dearie oh. me. Annoying. So I, I, I agree that you should have 11 men for the next game. Yeah, it's a different game. That's absolutely yeah. outrageous. Unless they had the bare 11, which he doesn't specify, right. and they say, well, he would be banned for this game. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think that, that would be the only be, yeah. thing. Yeah. I kind of agree. And now, now on Marcus's side, Marcus has a second opinion. Yeah. I agree with. <laughs> yeah, get them all in there. Oh, well, there we are. Well, thank you very much for your emails, every one. Right, uh, gentlemen, back to the Premier League. Spurs beat Leeds and Sun scored again. It yeah. was Harry Kane with the assist. Of course it was. Etc. 100 goals for Sun in 253 games for Tottenham Hotspur. Impressivo. Yeah. Darren Fletcher said uh, he deserves that. But, well, yeah, I mean, he scored 100 goals. Should, that should very one of the, much be one of the few stats everyone. where you're just like, yeah, 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 that, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, they, they, Son and Kane equal Alan Shearer and Chris Sutton's record, which is 13 goals for yes, goal yes. assist. Yeah, for goal and assist combos, which dates back which to 1995. Which is amazing. The SAK, the sack. Yeah. The ball sack. Because yeah. they do a, use a ball, don't they? they, they I suppose do. they do put it into the ball sack as well. <laughs> Why do we not call a goal a the ball, ball sack? sack? Yeah, the big, the big netty ball sack. The ball net. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. The porous ball sack. Yeah, because it's a net, not a sack. That's why. Uh, That's is, a simple explanation. What would you put? Let some joy into your heart, Speller. What would you put? Enough fun. Sorry. I had to say that because people would 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 comment. What would you put your onions in? An onion sack. No. Doesn't matter what's made of, is it? It's still a sack. Don't they call? Oh, they, they do call the goal the onion bag. Onion bag, yeah, yeah, exactly. So why not the ball sack? Yeah, ball sack. Mm, all right, fine. Ball sack, it is. Yeah. So yeah, he shoved the ball into the ball sack where it presumably belongs. Although goalkeepers might have a problem with that. Um, yeah, I, it was. Uh, it, this was a good Spurs win, wasn't it? This was yeah. Leeds United. You know, not not defending brilliantly, uh, and it showed their, their their shortcomings a little bit. With the caveat that their back line is kind of patched up and made up from like people who don't normally play there yes. um, they look really disorganised at the back and that's not what you expect from it so I think it's, it's, is it disorganisation or are they just so sort of committed to playing out from the back in, in however much pressure mm. they're under yeah. and also being kind of accepting of some mistakes happening if it's part of how they get the kind of fluidity of the rest of their play together that if, they are just vulnerable to if, this if sometimes. Leeds don't finish their chances they frequently find themselves in trouble I find yeah. they don't seem to care if they lose 1-0 or 5-0 <laughs> yeah, to know, their really. immense credit yeah. oh, I mean they've been one of the most enjoyable Huge sides the Premier League. This, this, this season yeah I mean they, they sit 12th they have 23 points which is only 3 points behind uh, uh, Chelsea of course and uh, Aston Villa or Villa have games in hand so you know you compare them to one or two of the sides around them uh, very very good Tottenham though back in fourth um, 29 points again you just uh, the old win here and there you suddenly think oh they're, they're probably no oh, they're back it, it's, it's very very <laughs> difficult to uh, to judge what on earth is, is going on um, of course there was uh, some Spurs players who were you know going to be in trouble um, because they, they breached Covid rules by the looks of it that's what's been alleged right. um, certainly the photographic evidence is, is, is quite strong um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, but Mourinho commenting on and Sergio Regalon's breach. I gave him an amazing gift, a Portuguese piglet, which is amazing. I gave him because I was told he would be spending Christmas on his own. He was not alone, as you can see. Oh, God, imagine not alone. Imagine that. Imagine, <laughs> imagine the fear in your heart when What's Jose Mourinho has given you a gift and you've thrown it back in his face. <laughs> do, you, 
What's, don't even go back. Are we ignoring don't the, even the go whole, back to the training ground? The piglet. Yeah, I was about to say. Like, do you not remember this story? Yeah, I, yeah but like, what? What? Why? What do you mean? Like, do you remember the story? You sent Luke some beef. <laughs> I did, did send Luke yeah. some. Beef. It's a similar gift. <laughs> there's no mind games yeah, involved. Yeah, but do you eat Pete, it? it Is it a pet? What's going on? Oh no, it was dead. It's not he a didn't pet. Send <laughs> You remembered this. I thought he was alive. You remembered it. I remembered that line. Jose giving everyone pet pig. And the weirdest, he's not, he was not alone, as you can see. Did you think he meant he was with the pig? Is that what he's saying? He wasn't alone because I sent him the pig. Yeah. I I thought he might have been like, I don't know, just entertain him over the Christmas period. Entertaining. A big bloody pig. You've got this vaudeville pig to keep you happy. (laughs) Aren't you lonely? (laughs) Does he even have a garden? Exactly. Yeah, he's got a garden. Let's yeah. be honest. Oh, you never he's know. definitely got a garden, could, hasn't he? Could be in a in a, in a townhouse mm. without a garden. Yeah, well, possibly. I doubt <laughs> it. I don't know where he lives, but he's got a Portuguese piglet by the sounds of things. Yeah. Which I tell you what, I bet it tastes delicious. Mm. Imagine if it's alive. It's not alive. Why is it not alive? Yeah, I bet it doesn't taste so good now. I bet it just tastes like fear. Yeah. Oh, I'm in so much trouble. I was in, imagine you're you're in Jose Mourinho's good book so much that he's buying you yeah, food. Yeah. And and you and you get in that situation. Yeah. There's a, another thing that really made me laugh in the game was when Tango uh, Tango and, and Dombele was uh, subbed off. Mm-hmm. He went straight into the dressing room and um oh, yes. the commentary team said um apparently Mourinho said if it's cold players can go straight to the dressing room when they're subbed off if they want. It's like Tango, that is a trap. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is a yeah, test yeah. and you have failed yeah, it yeah, yeah absolutely right and the test there. will be about something that's not what it seems like it's about but mm. it is a test and you have failed that absolutely right you yeah. will be out of the team for three weeks I'm, and you will have no explanation as <laughs> I mean I'm why. sorry like if you, if you if the team you know after the game they all come in into the, into the dressing room and you're sat there already showered and changed that's not a good look no, no. You 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 going home early? Are you? Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you're you right. Get to use Jim. everyone else's shower gel, though. He is got the pick of them, and <laughs> and after Christmas, everyone's going to have new links. Africa's. Yeah, uh-huh. no. that's true. Um, he will never play for Spurs again. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely what's going to happen. Um, at the moment, uh, Harry Kane is entering uh, contract negotiations with Tottenham oh. Hotspur. Wants to stay if they're going to be competitive. He wants to win trophies because you think about it. 20 so... grand basic, please. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with Mourinho there, the way he's got them playing, he might think to himself, yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting one for Kane, isn't it? Because it they is. never look more likely to, to go and win something. But also, it's like, if he is going to move now is the perfect age to be doing that somewhere else mm. so it's really they've they've just got to convince him that they can win stuff but I think they've never been in a better position to do that no I agree you'd be surprised if he would move given all those sort of circumstances mm. and sort of pandemic and all that sort of stuff but of course as well you know if he was to move you would think that he not that it would be a huge consideration of his or his agent who I can't think of whose agent is but you know if, if he signs a contract then if he was to move Spurs would at least get a fee and all that sort of stuff mm. yeah blah true. blah blah, blah. Uh, do you see his, uh, his wife gave birth to a baby boy on New Year's Eve mm. oh. which was nice wasn't it what a way to uh, bring in the new year well done yes. Canes yeah well, the Canes. well done uh, the, the Canes um, speaking of f- footballers with sons <laughs> <laughs> speaking of football teams with sons <laughs> that's very true yeah, very good <laughs> all boxes tick. did you see what uh, our dear friend Cristiano Ronaldo oh, God. was uh, saying last week about his son he's irritated that his son drinks Coca-Cola 
Uh, Very right. I mean, who is stocking your house? Yeah, he <laughs> has it. access to it. Yeah, well, yeah. he says, sometimes he drinks Coke and eats crisps and it irritates me. He knows that. <laughs> he knows it and he still does it. Uh, isn't his son 10 years old? Um, yeah. Sometimes I tell my son to take a dip in cold water to recover after a run on the treadmill and he says, Dad, it's so cold in there. That's fine, he's only 10. Why is a 10-year-old on a treadmill and why are you dipping <laughs> yeah. him into icy Honestly. cold water? This, this isn't even the worst bit, is it? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he also, because he's playing at the academy um, at Juventus, and yeah. um, Cristiano Ronaldo said, I won't pressure him to become a footballer, but I would like it. The most important thing is to become the best in his field, whether it's football or medicine. <laughs> Just the two. <laughs> Just love your no, son. Uh, yeah. Is it, uh, did Just, you see that guy over the weekend, Bean Dad? No. I, I've, it was one of those things where I saw it was trending on Twitter, but I couldn't. Yeah. Uh, all of the comments were about it rather than yes. what it actually exactly. was. So yeah, I never yeah. got to the so bottom I had to of do it. Some That's the modern as well. world, Jim. Mm. <laughs> so this absolute. Mega Cheb on Twitter was uh, he's a dad and he was lambasting his nine year old daughter for not knowing how to open a can of beans, mm. right. um, despite never having taught her how to open a can of beans with a can opener. Um, so he spent the next six hours with her, forcing her to figure out how to open this can of beans instead of feeding his child. Yeah. Um, the worst thing is the reason why he wouldn't make her any food in the first place was that he was doing a jigsaw, <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of lost in what everyone. Going, oh, this guy's a fucking dirt man. He's just yeah. and 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 it's indicative of a wider problem. We are governed by these mm-hmm. bean dads who think we should be self reliant and yeah. without having should the access to the, the tools mm. that we have. We, you know, we, we're underfunded, underpaid, uh, blah blah blah. Um, and 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 kind of everyone's kind of ignored the fact that he was doing a jigsaw. Kids, <laughs> <laughs> so having a go, she couldn't open a can of beans. Of course, open he's opened a can of worms. He has opened he a can has. of worms. He really has yeah. inadvertently. <laughs> Um, so, sorry, can we just stay on Cristiano Ronaldo? Because I said course. a little while ago that I'm frightened of him yeah. uh, increasingly, and this just adds to that. Mm. Like we're lucky that that comment about you know the most important thing is to be the best in in, in his field. We're lucky that he's into football and not like right wing insurrection. <laughs> he would be the death would and perhaps maybe the death of all of us. That's yeah. I, I wouldn't like he to looks, back that comment. He looks like the sort of image you would see on a on a right wing kind of four chan board though, isn't it? Like as the, as the, the perfect, perfect man. Human, yeah, yeah, yeah. Abs till Tuesday. Absolutely. Doesn't he, he does Messi thousands of abdominal crunches a day, doesn't he? It's, it's mad. <laughs> yeah, but would you not like would Messi not be like the antidote or something to if he was to maybe go on the rampage. Possibly. Well but maybe I mean, that's why you have to have both. I think so. Well and, and this sort of you know here we are again you know, the other week Messi, uh, of course, uh, broke Pele's record for for goal scored for a single club. Although the the uh, the Santos beards are obviously disputing that. Mm. So when Messi breaks a record, what happens straight after that? Ronaldo's got to break a record as well, and not just any record. He's broken one of Pele's records of as well. <laughs> it's tit for tat. He's broken Pele's record of goals scored for club and country. There you go. 758. He's now one away from Joseph Bischan's all-time record. Now, there are some disputes with these with records from goals scored in the past, as we know. But officially, very, very soon, Ronaldo will be the uh, the greatest goal scorer for club and country of all time, which is of no surprise <laughs> at all to anybody. Incredible achievement. It really is. And, and something that uh, happened when Messi did his, his record, <clears throat> excuse me, of what was it, 644 goals, something like that, is Budweiser sent beers to all the goalkeepers Messi had scored against. So if he'd have scored an accumulative total of, say, 15 goals against a, a particular goalkeeper, they got sent 15 bottles of Budweiser. <laughs> How much of a piss take is that? Did, did, was there a little note explaining that? I, I, I hope so. <laughs> it's just bizarre. Yeah. Like, like Jan Oblak was getting sent them and he's going, what? 
what's all this about? You know, yeah. like top got like Buffon and so on. It was absolute man. I mean, it, presumably the idea is like, ah, never mind, have a Budweiser to relax. But it does not come across that way, does it? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, if we can dip back into the Premier League, um, uh, I'd love to mention Crystal Palace beating Sheffield United mm. because of that Eze goal. Oh, yes, yeah, absolutely delightful. Um, Ian Holloway. Uh, formerly managed him at QPR, said once upon a time about him, he is a flitty-farty footballer. He is the most wonderful floater I have ever seen. <laughs> when I think of the word floater, I think of like a little Penny jobby. Yeah. Oh, right, okay, a little yeah, jobby yeah. sort of bobbing around yeah. in the toilet. Well, fair dues. Um, but of course, uh, Eze is, 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 a, is a glider. Mm. He is what, a glider. The word you want to say. Sugar glider. Yeah. He is a sugar glider. It was glorious, that goal, wasn't it? <laughs> it was and, brilliant. And the finish, he sort of just stabbed it. Well, just... he, he took it a bit early, didn't he? Yeah. He took it before you would expect. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful finish. It was, it was a lovely it was interesting one. interesting that, the, you know... Um, one of the, forget who it was, one of the Sheffield United players after the game said, yeah, yeah, we, we should have fouled him, really. It's like, I think it was Ollie Norwood, wasn't it? <laughs> should have tackled him? He Maybe said, yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're making up hypotheticals where you get closer <laughs> to him, like, surely just tackle him. Yeah, I, I mean, I tell you what, Sheffield United is an appalling season they're mm-hmm. having at the moment. And Chris Wilder has done amazing things with that football club, as we know. You've got to wonder, you know, are they going to stick or twist? I would think that, you know, this is very different to some other clubs, of course, who find themselves down there. But if they might do a Burnley when they kept Dyche, didn't they? Yeah, when I they think they'd be against. wise too. Yeah. Because so, he's he's done such a good job in getting them there in the first place. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, if Burnley had had not had faith with Sean Dyche, maybe they wouldn't have come back. Mm. Um, and I think while this, you know, it's, it's comparable. But, it's you know, last season they were winning games narrowly. This season they they've been losing games narrowly. It's always you tread a fine line, don't you? When you when you play in a way where you are you are effectively trying to win every game one nil yeah. with with your style. No, they're losing every game one nil exactly. Or well, it was like that, but it's like it is sliding now, and it mm. is there's a lack of belief there when they go behind, and it's 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 a tough one to maintain. But I'm surprised it's this bad. I think they've mm-hmm. just been really badly affected by the situation, too yeah. many more than anyone else. Yeah, Newcastle no. next Tuesday. <laughs> if, Probably if, not going to watch if that a one. Game, <laughs> if a game has got nil nil written all over it. <laughs> I know Fulham like a clean sheet at the moment, my goodness. And <laughs> um, before we leave the British Isles, gentlemen, we had an old firm derby. Yes. Mm, old firm derby. Uh, and that was one now. And I'll tell you something. Alan McGregor was having a lovely time. <laughs> That man is evergreen, isn't he? What a save he made! There was on uh, Ali McCoist on comms, of course, and they were saying, you know, who, 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 who the, the commentator asked him a really, really unnecessary question was, you know, who do you, who do you rate higher, Andy Gorham or, or, yeah. or McGregor? And it's kind of like, come on, yeah. come on, both regularly broke sort of Celtic hearts, you know. Mm. But I'd say something. We've spoken about Rangers a little bit now and then throughout the the season, and just how well Gerard has them drilled, and the amount of clean sheets they've got, and obviously they've got a great lead at the top of the league because Celtic mm. going for 10 in a row but this game how Celtic came off that pitch without even a point mm. is is unbelievable yeah. you know Lennon will be furious about that I and mean, this was the first time since 2011 that Rangers haven't had they hadn't registered a shot on target it's pretty amazing isn't, isn't it? that incredible because it was of course it was an own goal mm. I mean even even then when Rangers they didn't they never broke Celtic down of course they, they scored fairly soon after it was that sending off that changed everything could it, could it be that just 10 in a row is impossible in Scotland and it just like <laughs> some, what, well, this... the force of nature that makes that so well I 
won't let it happen. I wouldn't write off Celtic just no, yet. Even that far behind? Well, but, I mean, they have three games in hand. Right. I know that, that they're not all givens or, or gimmies, but, I mean, you would expect Celtic to, to you know, probably win all three. Uh, Rangers against Aberdeen next. I just, I've, you've seen Celtic yeah. come back. They know what to win, how, how to win that league. I, I think, obviously, Rangers are, will be strong favourites now, but... Uh, yeah, they still there's still a bit of time. They, they, they put down uh, they, they put Rangers' performance or poor performance second yeah. half of the season was uh, last season. Yes, uh, after they flew, I think to Dubai or Qatar or somewhere for, uh-huh. for, for warm weather training. Celtic have just gone Celtic off. have just gone. Rangers stayed, so we'll Did see they? how that one pans out. If you leave the Glasgow area <laughs> over this period, it's it's bad for yeah. your league prospects. But uh, but but a, a handy win for for Rangers nonetheless. Even though Celtic were, were the better side, but oh McGregor in goal that save against mm. Lee Griffiths, I think it was. My goodness. Beautiful. Rolling back the years. Right, gentlemen. Uh, of course, we just recently had New Year's Eve. It was a, it was a sort of a dull affair for, for everybody because mm-hmm. of the, the current situation. Uh, local reports um, in Brazil suggested that in Neymar's house that it, that it was potentially a little bit more boisterous than perhaps what we all uh, right. experienced. Um, local reports had suggested that he was hosting a week-long party for 500 people. <laughs> uh, and it was then thought uh, to be just 150 with claims that Neymar had banned mobile phones to keep the party secret and soundproofed an annex of the mansion. Uh, Neymar, of course, has denied this. Mm. And he, every time he sort of, there was a picture of him, he seemed to be having a, a COVID test. And, and yeah, there was this. a lot of like a couple of, well, it was the day of New Year's Eve, wasn't mm. it? And he was just getting COVID test of a doesn't and posting it all on Instagram, yeah. showing mm. the very uh, mm-hmm. kind of distanced yes. um, dinner table he's uh-huh. going to be having dinner at and stuff. Yeah. Then uh, it's down to the underground nightclub, which he actually has. Yeah, in his he's house. got a nightclub <laughs> in his house. I mean, we've seen, we've you know, we've seen the kind of uh, comparable situation from last year because there was mm. a big news, a lot of big news stories about the New Year's Eve bash that, uh, and it was a bash that Neymar had last mm-hmm, year. Right. He just had loads of people around. Obviously, he's got a nightclub in his house. Yeah. Like, the it, tabloid it, it said looks, it was there was a bevy of beauties. It, of course they did. But yeah. it's, um, and you want more of that, apparently. <laughs> Do I? Um, <laughs> and it, it appears that the, the, the mansion he owns is actually like a, it's like a, block of luxury flats almost right. Right? So that's that's what it looks to be and I, I just you know a lot of people criticise Neymar for a lot of things about him but I can't help but look at him and just think what a fucking life <laughs> like if I if I was a footballer of that skill I would live like a twee indie version of that I'd be yeah. like yeah Pay Bjork whatever you need for New Year's Eve. Just like, yeah, we'll go down to the underground club. Have a brilliant time, indeed. Great. Yeah, well, uh, we should say as well that his social media manager, Day Crespo, Day is his name, mm. uh, strongly denied any of the uh, the, the nasty rumours surrounding all this. Uh, his house uh, sounds like a levelling hitman, though. It's just it does. It's underground it does. lair, topside. The final level. mansion <laughs> and stuff. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, will he be back in time for Pochettino's first training session for PSG? Mm. Yeah. I'll tell you something. The way Pochettino likes to play, there's the, you know he's not really managed these types of players no. before. Very mm. few managers do, of course. Yeah. Um, and there is, I think there's one or two people have reported that apparently Neymar, he he basically plays when he wants to, which is most of the time. But mm. he feels he's a bit tired and, and whatnot. Well, with Pochettino's start of play and the demands sometimes he puts on the players and whatnot, it will be very interesting. But for PSG though, that's a hell of a signing to get the manager mm. in. Yeah, you know, Spurs fans, I think you know, we're thinking, oh, will he come back one day? Well, he could do he still. Might. Could do. I think yeah, it's yeah. A, you know a lot of people say it's a strange move for Pochettino, but he. But he played there, didn't he? Which, so is, which a... is very in vogue at the moment. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> he knows the club, Jim. Exactly, exactly. He knows the club, and also I think you know the the, 
the stick people beat him with mm. is that he's not won trophies. But you know he's going to do that there. Yeah, so, well, and I know it's, <laughs> I know it's slightly <laughs> trophy. Of course he is. It's a little bit of a different circumstance, but it's a it's a habit that you get into. It's a thing that's why he took the it. job. He's like, no, oh, I haven't won a trophy. Right. Yeah. I want to go to PSG. Let's let's <laughs> yeah. get that yeah. done. Exactly. Even if it's a League Cup or whatever, uh, it's a lovely old job. Uh, so yeah, uh, amazing stuff. We we look forward to, to seeing that. Um, right. Uh, the story that happened last week over Christmas. We oh. we haven't had a go at this, and just, we need to. I just yeah. It was the highlight. Of my whole Christmas. Peter. Dog, Bolivia, football match. The strongest. <laughs> the strongest. <laughs> uh, two football teams taking uh, to having a match. Uh, it was Christmas Eve, wasn't it? Or, uh, yeah, Christmas Eve it was. Yeah, it was in Bolivia. The strongest versus Nacional uh, de Potosi. Uh, and yeah, a, a dog, big, fluffy, bloody dog, ran on the pitch with a boot in his mouth, which only makes things better. Yeah. Had one of the footballers boots in his mouth that? and just. And they they couldn't get rid of him, and he was just rolling around, uh, kind of wanting a wanting a belly rub. It was just it was just a joyous bit of Christmas Eve football action. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, I think that it is, uh, we're well aware, ladies and gentlemen, that it happened on Christmas Eve. But my goodness, we just wanted to talk yeah. about it. Oh, it man. was absolutely delightful. It, it, it just and and, and the actual, the team that um, managed to get the dog off the pitch, yeah. they went on to win the match. So mm. look, be nice to dogs, and exactly. you will win football matches. Cachito was the yes. name of the dog. Oh. The dog was later hit by a car. Oh. Yeah, uh, but actually, yeah, he was actually hit by a car two days later. But um, Raúl Castro, who played for the strongest and was the guy that took him off the pitch, not the heard about president this. of Cuba. No, uh-huh. uh, uh, and then th- he found out about it, and he paid for the fees to treat the dog, and it has adopted him. Oh. So, yeah, do you know what? Having happy ending. I've been to Bolivia, and the, and the dogs there they are fantastic. You know what it's like when when do- we we saw this in Ukraine when we yeah, were a lot of strays with like stray dogs. They sort of hang out in packs, mm. and they're like they, they sort of go around like gangs. But they don't rob people, <laughs> you know. They're like positive gangs. Yeah, and uh, can't drive scooters. That's why. That is a big reason. Um, <laughs> Where did the scooter gangs go in 2020? <laughs> that was the thing I was the You're most scared of. You're bringing them back. I'm bringing them back, baby. <laughs> no got, one's stolen me scooter yet. Where got, are the scooter gangs, he's guys? Got scooter. All you need is Stay a gang. my iPhone. Mm. Uh, but, the, but, but the dogs in Bolivia. Yeah, the, I, the amount of times I saw packs of dogs on streets, mm. and as cars drive past, they run after the cars and try and bite their tires. Yeah, I, I don't know why. It's, it's mad. It's super. I love it. A, yeah. a friend of mine is. Uh, um, has absolutely nailed the pandemic and has moved to Mexico within it. And okay. uh, apparently so there's, a, there's a pack of loud dogs down his road and he, he overheard his neighbours talking about it. And um, his neighbour was saying, oh, yeah, there's this pack of dogs keeping me up at night. And uh, the woman he was talking to, to said, um, well, why do you listen to them? <laughs> <laughs> they don't give me nice. a choice lateral thinking my goodness well ladies and gentlemen we thank you for listening to this podcast called the football ramble it's been an absolute pleasure having you on board on tomorrow's show take jim and andy we'll be back in your ears until then thank you very much jim campbell you're welcome thank you pete donaldson Ta-ta. thank you ladies and gentlemen see you soon this was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 